Hey friends, just quickly, my new book, The Proof is in the Plants, is now available. Get it from plantproof.com forward slash book. Thanks so much for all your ongoing support, and I hope you enjoy this episode. That's where everything started with the Engine 2 diet. One of my firefighting brothers, his cholesterol was 344. At the age of 33, a horrendous family history of men and his family dying before the age of 50. Everybody was like, okay, we're in. We're in to help JR not go down the same path that his forefathers went down. And JR, he actually went back to the doctor and it was uh, 198. So it had dropped effectively 148 points. When we had a vacancy that needed to be filled, we would have a list of firefighters, fire specialists, fire lieutenants that wanted to fill in that vacancy because they knew we were the house of hell. That's Rip Esselstein. And this is the Plant Proof Podcast. back to another episode. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you. I hope that you've been keeping well. For new listeners, I'm Simon Hill, host of this show, nutritionist, physiotherapist, and author. Please do sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. My father was a surgeon at the Cleveland Clinic. I believe he started there in the early 1960s. Up until 1984, you know, we ate whatever we wanted, just like anybody else. We would have um, spare ribs, hamburgers, hot dogs, cheese, pizzas. I mean, it was all the, all the crap. It's funny. I had no interest in going down this path. Obviously, I've always admired and respected and loved my, my father and, and his work. You know, people always ask me, I mean, did you rebel against your father? Did you like want to go out and eat burgers and fries and cheese, pepperoni pizzas? And the answer is always no. He is so committed to helping absolutely anyone. And he does it all for free. He will be on that phone, usually six to eight hours a day, proselytizing the power of eating a whole food plant-strong diet. He never gets tired of it. I saw him when I would go home for vacation from the University of Texas. And I'd be home sitting in the kitchen in this blue chair. And he'd be calling up every one of these 21 patients because he called them up every, I think it was every Monday night just to check out. He was just so diligent and so just, he, he wasn't going to let these guys fail, right? He was going to be their greatest supporter and, and advocates. So to see how far he's come since 1986 is phenomenal. I was so absolutely ecstatic over the moon to be a firefighter. So I, I came out in March of 1998 to fire station one, central station. It was a dive rescue team. I wanted to put my swimming background to work. And that's where I came out and where I got just like loads of shit for eating this way. I mean, these guys, they're dumping buckets of cold water on top of me when you're taking a crap. Uh, you're walking into the station, you know, you get flour d- dumped on top of you. But, you know, the good thing I had going for me was by this time when I got out, I was 34. So I was already kind of, you know, 
confident in my skin. And I didn't have to like show these guys. I wanted to be fit in. I wanted to be, you know, a team player and all that. But I knew me eating that crap, I didn't have to do that. I can remember a friend of mine, you know, he didn't eat the way I did, but this is just something they did is one of the guys said, hey, how do you like your eggs, Scott? And uh, he took these eggs, he shoved them into his pockets and then he busted them in his, in his pockets, right? <laughs> so these guys, these firefighters, even though they're, they're crusty and they're, they're hard on you, almost every one of them has hearts of gold. They're just amazing guys. And the brotherhood and the sisterhood that exists, not only throughout the United States, but throughout the world with firefighters, it's a pretty special bond. But so I was there for almost four and a half years and then I decided it was time for me to go to another station after four and a half years at Central and not sleeping at all. And it was time. So I went to fire station two. And that's where everything started with the engine two diet, right? We had this little bet to see who had the lowest cholesterol level. The next morning we drove down to the people's pharmacy. We all got pricked. And one of my firefighting brothers, his cholesterol was 344. At the age of 33, a horrendous family history of men and his family dying before the age of 50. And so that's when uh, everybody was like, okay, we're in. We're in to, to help JR not go down the same path that his forefathers went down. And so in an act of solidarity, man, we like, we all hopped in and we started, we started with just lunches, making these, we call them wagons at the firehouse. It's, it's just a communal meal, but we started with these wagons for lunch and then it spread to dinner. We started doing the same thing every shift for lunch. We'd come in and we'd make these big old honking burritos. It was on a whole grain tortilla. We put in rice, beans, spinach, onions, mushrooms, and then we kind of roll them up, put them in the oven, bring them out. And then we usually put some sort of a salsa and guacamole on top. And that's how we started and everybody loved them. And then from one wheel, it went to two and then went to three. And then it went to breakfast, dinner, breakfast. And then we typically have leftovers from dinner the night before, before we left it for lunch. Cause our shifts, we came in at noon and we left at noon. Um, so yeah, so effectively four meals and yeah. And the way that started is I, I challenged JR to do this for 28 days, do it for 28 days, do it at the fire station, do it at home. And let's see what kind of a dent you can make in your total cholesterol. And, and JR, you know, my hat goes off to him and he totally like embraced that he did it. And he actually went back to the doctor a couple of days early. So he got a venous blood draw the, the second time and it was uh, 198. So it had dropped effectively 148 points, right? And JR felt great and he lost weight and sleeping better. And this was in 2003. And then we started this tradition at fire station two on the C shift. There's an A, a B and a C shift. Each one's on for 24 and then we're off for 48. So you're off for 48 before you have to come back again. But we started this tradition. And after a couple of years, I mean, when we had a, a vacancy that needed to be filled, we would have a list, you know, a stack this high of firefighters, fire specialists, fire lieutenants that wanted to fill in that vacancy because they knew we were the house of health. Every afternoon, we do a CrossFit routine, pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, medicine ball, lunges, I mean, all that stuff. And of course, you know, there were some people that wanted nothing to do with Fire Station 2, but a lot of people secretly, they wanted what we had. So we started getting some publicity in late 2005. And then in 2006, the New York Times did an article about a bunch of firefighters eating a bunch of plants. And it was after that New York Times article that then I got solicited by a bunch of literary agents and, and publishing houses to write 
a book about the adventures that we were having at Fire Station 2. And I had no interest. I'm like, well, who am I? Who am I to write a book? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a life coach. I'm not a dietitian, right? I'm an ex-professional uh, triathlete that is now a firefighter. But at the same time, we as a group were also getting all this. This is back in the day when people wrote letters, but we were getting all these postcards and letters in the mail from Americans saying, you know what, you guys have inspired us to eat healthy. It's actually kind of ironic that, you know, we started this in the most unlikely place imaginable, which is a firehouse in the heart of the land of beef, right? <laughs> but in some ways, how appropriate. And I think that's one of the reasons why these publishing houses and the literary agents thought that it, it was, there was a certain a neat dynamic there. Yeah. So at some point I decided, wow, you know what, maybe just maybe I can, using my own voice without being a doctor or a dietitian, I can reach a segment of the population that wouldn't otherwise hear this message. So yeah, at some point I just, I got the confidence and decided, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to write the book. And so the first book is just called The Engine 2 Diet. You know, Texas Firefighters 28-Day Save Your Life Plan that burns away the, the pounds and lowers cholesterol levels. And that's exactly what it does. And I did a pilot study with 62 people in honor of what my father did with his first patients. So I did this pilot study. The first one was for six weeks. The second one was for 28 days and got absolutely staggering results when it came to all the biometrics, right? Everything from weight, blood pressure, total cholesterol, LDL, HDL, triglycerides, fasting glucose, heart rate. I had everybody do a, a three-minute step test, right? And then we also tested to see how a minute later, what their heart rate did as far as how quickly it came down, you know, pre and post eating this way. And the results across the board were beyond my wildest dreams. And it, at some point I was like, I can't imagine having written the book without having done this pilot study. You know, I met Adam back in 2010 when he was, you know, approaching 350 pounds. He was a drug addict. He stunk to high heaven. He was diaphoretic. Every, every time I met him, he was just, you know, dripping with sweat. Uh, he was an absolute mess. And in fact, he came to one of our immersion programs in 2010. And, and he was such a distraction for me that um, I thought about having him removed from the program, right? So glad that, that that didn't happen, right? Because who knows, you know, where he'd be today if that didn't happen. But I mean, look at him now. He's 150 pounds. He is probably one of the most articulate, well-spoken, passionate guys he calls himself the plant-based addict, right? To honor his past with his addiction with, you know, with Adderall and, and some other things. And he knows the language of addicts like nobody's business. And I love the way Adam, you know, he says, you know, here I was, I, you know, I felt like shit. I had no confidence. And all of a sudden, because he's, you know, he's got erectile dysfunction, he's got high blood pressure, he's got, you know, beginnings of heart disease, type two diabetes, all that stuff. He, he kind of knew, he knew that by changing the way he, he ate, he could maybe conquer these things. But what he realized is that by eating this way for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, three times a day, he was telling himself that he loved himself and that he cared about himself. And, you know, for somebody that I think that is in dire straits like that, you know, doing that, making that choice and that decision for breakfast, lunch, and dinner made him feel like he was worthy and deserving of climbing out of this hole. And then he talks about, you know, just find 
a few behaviors that you can you can fall in love with, like eating oatmeal in the morning and you know eating mangoes and eating sweet potatoes and you know moving a little bit. And if you string together enough of these these days before you know it, you're no longer uncomfortable. You're no longer well. He loves to say you got to become comfortable being uncomfortable. But all of a sudden, that being uncomfortable becomes comfortable, mm-hmm. right? And now all of a sudden you're losing weight, you're you know, reversing your insulin resistance. So um, yeah, I couldn't be more proud of, of, of Adam and what he's been able to do and what he's doing now with, on his own with Mastering Diabetes and with, and with Engine 2 and, and helping us with our programs. I just want to continue to make a difference, you know, get as many people as possible on board this lifestyle so they can avoid dying of chronic Western disease and just the best version of themselves. There we go. I hope you found that interesting, instructive, illuminating, and clarifying. Of course, if you did, please share with your friends and family on the socials. The more people that we can help together, the better. And while you're there, make sure that we're connected. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at plant underscore proof. Quick one before I let you go. I am often asked what supplements I take probably one of the most common questions that I get actually. So I finally got around and created an in-depth supplement guide, totally free, that you can download along with a bunch of other free guides at plantproof.com. Inside, it contains information about daily supplements for everyday wellness, along with performance supplements. The daily supplement that I personally take is a multi-nutrient called Essential 8 by NutraKind. This is a product I formulated for NutraKind alongside their team that specifically contains the eight key nutrients that plant-based eaters often fall a little short in. Omega-3s from algae, B12, vitamin D3 from mushroom, iodine from seaweed, calcium, zinc, selenium, and iron the right forms in the right doses to complement your plant-rich diet. To find out more or subscribe to a monthly delivery, head to NutraKind.com. That's N-U-T-R-I-K-Y-N-D.com. And use the code PLANTPROOF for 15% off your purchase. So in summary, grab a copy of the supplement guide at PLANTPROOF.com. And if you are in the market for a daily multi-nutrient to cover your bases, head to NutraKind.com and use the code PLANTPROOF for 15% off. On that lovely note, it's time to bring this one to a close. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and for your ongoing interest in evidence-based nutrition. I appreciate you and I look forward to repeating it all again in a few days' time. Until then, remember... More plants, my friends. More plants.